red up in here. <clears throat> That's good. I like red or maroon or however you want to, whatever. It's probably not the right color, so I'll just stop right there. Tonight I want to talk about Sarah, and I think that I'm going to do maybe a couple lessons on Sarah. There's some good stuff from her, but I want to start out in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11, and we're not going to be there that long, but I want to use it kind of as our uh, launching pad to get into the lesson. But before we get there, I want us to just be honest. So often we... Uh, live our lives as the man who came to the Lord for help with his son. You remember in Mark chapter 9, verses 17 through 27, this was the man whose son had a mute spirit, and it seized the boy and would throw him on the ground and, and make him foam at the mouth, and he would gnash his teeth. This, uh, this is the one where Jesus... Uh, had his disciples out doing things, and this man went to the disciples, and they couldn't heal the man. They couldn't heal the boy, I mean. And so Jesus says, oh, faithless generation, bring him to me. And the father said, you know, this spirit is, will throw the child into the fire, and he'll throw him into the water and try to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus replies in Mark chapter 9, verses 23 and 24 by saying, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe Help my unbelief. All of us at one point or another have had moments where we face the thought of unbelief, haven't you? If you had to be real honest with yourself. Our walk of faith is never perfect, though we strive for perfection, especially when we're waiting for something to happen. Is it really worth it? Is this Christian journey all that it's said to be? We fall into the trap of wandering sometimes rather than trusting. Am I right about it? We laugh in disbelief that I could really get that job. We laugh of the thought that I could really marry the person of my dreams. We laugh at the thought that I could become a Christian? No way. Or what about that one person, that one person that would want to start a Bible study and maybe talk about godly things? No way. (laughs) There's no way. Sometimes we think it's comical. But then what happens? And I've seen it. And I know you have too. The thing that we thought was impossible becomes reality. As I'm walking out of a house, I hear somebody say, tell me how I can become a Christian. (laughs) And that night, he was baptized. It's still happening today. 
Our strength is renewed like never before when those things come to reality. And that is what I want to talk about tonight. Sarah, the one who laughed at God. In all spiritual situations, it is easier to doubt than to believe. Wouldn't you say that's true? And Sarah must be commended for her willingness to change her approach and to make way for development in her faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11 says this, By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And, and she bore a child when she was past the age. How was she able to do that? Because she judged him faithful who had promised. What a great verse. In Hebrews chapter 11, the chapter of the hall of faith. The ones who by faith did all these things. And here we find Sarah. But the first thing I want us to consider this evening is Sarah laughs. If you would, turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18, and I want us to focus in starting in verse 9. This is the time where the Lord appeared, and uh, it was three men standing there, and so Abraham hurries into the tent. He tells Sarah to quickly make ready uh, this fine meal. We're going to feed them. I got them down by the tree. And then in verse 9, the Bible says, Genesis 18, verse 9, Then they said to him, Where is Sarah your wife? So he said, Here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah your wife shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I'm old? Excuse me. Lost my spot. Therefore, sorry, verse 12. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm ready now. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also. Verse 13. And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, no, but you did laugh. Sarah hears the Lord, and she laughs at the thought of her being able to bear a child at this age. Sarah's faith is typical of life, of faith for any child of God, really, when you think about it. There is no way that you can change me, God. There is no way that you could change that person, God. But what we see in this story is that while she doubts in the physical, she forgets who she is dealing with in the spiritual. 
If you'll turn just a couple pages back to uh, Genesis chapter 15, you'll see that God makes a covenant with Abraham. In Acts, I mean, in Genesis chapter 15, verse 4, it says, And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. I want us to think about this thought. And I I really want you to think about this one. God's word points us to the object of our trust. God's word points us to the object of our trust. Well, what is that object? Himself. See, Sarah wasn't realizing what we still today sometimes forget to realize when we're waiting on God. What he says is truth. Now think about Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. It says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said And will he not do? Or has he spoken? And will he not make it good? Think about what that says. Think about the God that we serve. Way back when, talking to the Israelites, God establishes himself that what he says he will do. And what he commands and what he promises will happen. And if we look throughout the Old Testament, all the way through the New, what do we see? It always happens, doesn't it? Not one time have we ever read and thought, wait a minute, God said that this was going to happen, and it didn't. God said he was going to deliver his people from this, and it didn't happen. God said that they were going to go into captivity, but they really didn't. No, every time that he said it, every time he set out these promises or these commandments for them to take care of and what he'll do for them, he did it every single time. Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? But when did this this change for Sarah? When did this change from laughing and unbelief Become judging him faithfully. Think about this. Do we know the exact change? Do we know the exact time? No, but I'd like for you to consider this. Sarah was afraid. Look at Genesis chapter 18 again and look at verses 13 through 15. The Bible says, And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, no, but you did laugh. God gives Abraham and Sarah a promise. 
And she laughs. And I want to just throw this in. Turn back with me to Genesis chapter 17 before I let him off the hook. And look at verse 17. Back up to verse 15. Uh, Genesis 17, verse 15, it says, Then God said to Abraham, As for your wife Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name, and I will bless her and also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be from her. And look at what Abraham does. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed. And said in his heart, shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? And and shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, oh, that Ishmael might live before you. Then God said, no, Sarah, your wife shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. And will I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. What ends up happening? The Lord calls both Abraham and Sarah out, doesn't he? Why did you laugh? Think about what happens in Genesis 18 in the conversation back to Sarah. Think about what the Lord says to her. Is anything too hard? for the Lord? Brethren, as you go out this week, as you go out and you face the world, the world that's against you, the world that may play like they really want to be around you, they may even try to suck you in on doing some really good things, but boy, they'll leave you hanging. As you go out into the world and you face reality, remember this, is anything too hard for God? When I pray to him, when I ask him for things, is anything too hard? Is there any prayer request that I would send to the Lord and he would say, I don't think so. That's a little bit too difficult for me. Maybe in a little bit, maybe in a year or so, come back and ask me and maybe I could have worked myself to where, no. There is nothing that is too hard for the Lord. Do we know exactly when her mind was made up to judge him faithfully who promised? No. But you know what we do know, brethren? Here's what we do know. Psalm 111.10 says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments His praise endures forever. We also know this from Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And this one right here is great in the context of talking about Sarah. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence, and his children will have a place of refuge The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. The Lord said, is anything too hard for me? 
Here's what I'm telling you, Abraham. Here's what I'm telling you, Sarah. At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah is going to have a son. Now, did that happen, brethren? (laughs) It happened just like he said. Do we understand who is really in charge? Do we respect him enough to know he doesn't have any reason to lie? Think about Sarah when she is called out. The word tells us she was afraid. Did she realize that she was laughing at the Almighty, the creator of all things? When we begin to doubt and begin to think that God just isn't going to do as he says, what we have to remember, what we have to know in our hearts, Christian brethren, is that what he said he promises, what he says that he'll do, he'll do it. And by no means will he say it and not fulfill it. Think about Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 6. Therefore, be careful, careful to observe them. Talking about the commandments with the Israelites. A lot of these scriptures I pulled from the Old Testament because we really get a good glimpse of who God is. He says, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples. So when you follow what God says, when you follow these commandments, look at what it says. Who will hear all these statutes and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. By the things that you are commanded to do, the things that you obey, people will say, man, this is a nation that is wise and has understanding. What are those promises of God that you're struggling with? Are they forgiveness? Are they seeking for that daily bread? Are they the thoughts of promised contentment? What about furtherance of the gospel? Is that a struggle that you have in your mind? What are those things that you think and are almost humorous to you when you think about them being a part of your life? I know you got them. I know you think about them. And maybe they were humorous at first, but now maybe it's just not that big of a deal anymore. Maybe it's just something that came and you thought about it and you thought, no. I'll be honest with you, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again, because it doesn't matter to me. I'm not trying to boast or brag or anything. I never thought that I would be a preacher. (laughs) Never in my life. I thought I'd probably go to jail. I probably thought that I would go to jail before I would be a preacher. But lo and behold, here I stand before you as a humble servant of the Almighty King. What an honor. Almost would laugh at the thought. 
Are you kidding me? Think about your life. Think about the struggles that you've had. Think about the things that are going on with you. Think about the things that you need to grow in. Think about the things that you're waiting on. Just remember this as we close. The one who laughed at God was blessed just like he said she would. And look at her reaction. Genesis chapter 21, verses 5 and 7. Now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh. (laughs) And all who hear will laugh with me. She also said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah was going to have your child? Nobody. But guess what happened? She had him. And you know, Isaac's name means laughter. You know, when you think about those things that were humorous, you think about those things in your life that were comical, and you thought, I don't know how I'm here. I don't know how that I got, got to this point. You know, they are a little bit humorous, aren't they? But boy, they're humorous in a good way. Because now you can come back to somebody who's struggling. You can come back to somebody who's hurting. If you really care about the kingdom, if you really care about his family, if you really care about lost souls, people who may die tonight not knowing the truth, if we really care about those things, then you know what? We can laugh and say, you know what? I didn't think I had a chance. I didn't think I had a chance. But I've been redeemed. The one who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might be the righteousness of God. (laughs) How amazing is that? Brethren, just know this. You may be going through a tough time and you may think, man, I've been dealing with this for years. Sometimes our prayers don't get answered until we're long gone. But it doesn't mean that God ain't working. It doesn't mean that God ain't in control. We see it over and over again, time and time again in the Word of God. We see that His promises never fail. Who would have said to Abraham, Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. What he said happened. Brethren, be encouraged by that. Have a great week.
I appreciate all the, the kids who participated in Bible Bar. I appreciate all of the ones who helped. And I know I'm speaking for the elders, too, on, on behalf of, of those comments. But, hey, brethren, be strong. Be courageous. Don't be scared. Satan wants to get you. But guess what? We already won the battle. Huh. Heaven is your home. Don't you want it? Don't you want to go be in that place? It's going to be great. Jesus said, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. Maybe there's somebody here who's not a Christian. Maybe there's somebody here that wants to become a child of God. Do it tonight. What a great celebration that would be to end uh, today. Amen? This, this first day of the week, somebody coming forward wanting to be uh, added to the family of God. If you need prayers, if you need to obey the gospel, come as together we stand and sing.